0: To the show that never ends we're so glad you could attend. come inside, come inside. Behind the glass as the prize. howdy folks welcome to the Shannon Smith shooting show thanks as always for coming back and joining me we're on episode 18 and a couple a couple things going on recently we've had a few matches to talk about that I've that I've been to and some world shoot stuff we we'll got that coming up soon, and then gonna hit a try to hit a few questions. I've had those piling up on me a little bit, so try to ramble through a a couple of those if I can uh summer's upon us, so I hope you northern folk are getting out and hitting the range and shooting some. It's been a great winter here in Florida, a little dry if you ask the farmers, I'm sure, but good for motorcycle riders and shooters uh, typical June first of June the rains start coming in and pretty much the cycle we've been hitting and getting back into uh, typical afternoon thunderstorms I've gotten caught out on the range twice the last two days in class yesterday and trying to get a workout in today and a, a deluge so I always bring a, a towel and spare set of clothes to work but uh, it's gonna be getting hot here soon and that's why we live in paradise It's the the cost of living paradise as I say I shot the Doc Welt Memorial Match in Clearwater at the WAC, which is the Wyoming Antelope Club, which sounds like an odd name, but it's actually in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, you've seen it on my Facebook if you follow it, uh, Doc Welt was a, a retired Navy SEAL and just all-around good dude that was a shooter there at the local club. And was we struck with ALS and lost his battle with it, and um, they were holding a match and to raise mon- to raise money for him and uh, after he passed they continue with him now it's a memorial match uh, with the money going to various funds the junior junior shooter programs and some things like that so it's a cool match it's kind of got a navy seal theme they do like you know weird start positions and uh, squats and uh, one of them you're holding an anchor and they had uh, old the old school clay targets on the ground as landmines, and just this cool stuff like that it's a relatively small match 130 140 i think and but the the crew there is super tight they they do a great job in in everything they do, and a lot of them are super involved with helping me out in the matches out here and uh so it was a fun fun match i've missed a i think I've missed one or two of them over the years, but I try to make those when i can really enjoyed that and then last weekend, I shot the s n s four hundred in southern Indiana, uh and that was cool it was the first time i've I've been to that match first time I've been to that range and um a lot of a lot of good things to say about it. The range was nice. It was super easy in and out. Flying to Louisville, which we flew direct here from Orlando. And it's right across the river from Indiana. And I think we were at the range in twenty minutes or thirty minutes. Uh, hotels are right there, plenty of restaurants. Uh, so it was cool. A little bit of a hose fest, but nothing wrong with that. That's uh, what a lot of people were looking for. They they had one stage it was fifty rounds. That was kind of fun. And they had some they had some technical stuff. They had some strong hand weekend. Uh, so it was, it was a good match all around. I had some odd gun problems, which is very unusual uh, for me. I've got a video up on our, on my YouTube page. You can see some of the stages and, and some of the malfunctions. And I, I just I, I sent it off to Derek now. He's going to figure it out and send it back to me. I should have it back tomorrow already. But I think the extractor lost tension somehow, which is unusual, being an aftech. And I'd uh, broken the cap uh, a week before the match, maybe, or two weeks before the match. And changed the cap and springs with, with new, I think they were new, they were in a package inside one of my drawers, but uh, the only change that I made, and I've been shooting the hell out of the guns with the world shoot practice, and even after that I, I shot at least a thousand rounds with zero problems, and then all of a sudden we get up there and uh, and uh, I had three ferret extracts, one of them was, was a pretty nasty one, I had to strip the mag out, so I ended up losing the match by four or five points, and you know, no excuses, my fault. But it just sucks when, when your gear's not working, especially when it's very rare for me. My my sights suck, as you guys know, but but the guns are run pretty flawless. Um, broke another RTS, so no news there. That's what they do, is break. All I do is break, break. Uh, so I'm done with those. Replaced one already with the old school Seymour uh, slide ride on a metal mount. And I'm getting the other one replaced now. The, the other one, I, I was shooting an RTS up there, and remarkably, it, it, it actually held. But uh, I send, when I sent it back to Derek to get it, the uh, gun fixed and some pieces replaced, I'm going to have him go ahead and change it out to the, to the other Seymour too. You know, the danger with, and the reason we didn't do it from the get-go, running the Seymour, the is you're covering the, the ejection port with the scope and the mount. And with 9mm and erratic ejection, you know, the goal was trying to leave that ejection port clear. Which is why we went to, the, which is why I went to the smaller scopes to begin with, and the RTS2 it does have a crisp dot. I mean, I, I will give it that. It's bright. It's it's clean. It's a good looking. Once I got used to it, it's a good looking scope, and I really liked it. Um, and the benefit is, you're clearing the clearing the ejection port, but, you know, it's got to work. And I'm on uh, my fifth one now, and that's just not gonna. That's not meeting the standard. So I'm done with them. I'm uh, not a fan of the Leupold's. I'm going to look at the SIGs. Max has talked talk highly about the SIGs, so I'm going to take a look at those. But, you know, we're, what, two months out, I think, from the world shoot now or two and a half months or something, and I'm, I'm really trying to not make any more changes than I have been. I've, I've been putting a lot of time in practicing, doing a lot of strong on weekend, and the presentation is different with the smaller scopes like an RTS than it is with the traditional Seymour serendipity or slide Rider or whatever. So, you know, a lot of that stronghand weekend practice was pretty much for naught. And now I've been out working at it again with the new Seymour and don't really want to make a change again. So I'm probably going to stay with what I got and uh, maybe look at something after the world shoot if if I'm not happy. Although, you know, I started shooting open, hell, I don't know, years ago, oh, 99, 2000, 2001, something like that, and ran the regular Seymour for for 12 or 15 years so there's nothing wrong with it I, I like the scope and I, you know I've, I've been poo-pooing the, the RTS a lot on the podcast but don't get me wrong I've got nothing against Seymour I, they, I mean I, I've got no ties to them they they do nothing with me I don't know anybody there they don't know me but I don't dislike the company I love I love their old scopes that's what I've always used I've got one on the PCC um, I'm going back to them with the open guns so it's not that it's, I don't know why they can't make the RTSs run but the fact is they don't run and they've never run there's always been problems with them so i don't and i haven't even investigated cuz i don't give a shit if it's not working it's not working that's all i need to know so i don't know if they're getting getting them made in china or you know shitty parts or i have no idea but bottom line is they don't work so i'm they're dead to me um but the match the match was cool we had we had a good time shot it in one day uh, they let us shoot on friday which was good for schedule wise i had to be back here cuz we had a local match on sunday that week so we flew in Thursday, checked out stages real quick. Uh shot Friday and flew out Saturday morning. Was back home by one o'clock or something. So uh cool match, fun, had a good time, got some video up. You guys can can check it out, although I'm a big fat loser. So uh world shoot prep coming along cool. I talked about that a little bit in the last episode, I think. I've been hitting the range pretty hard. Uh three, four days a week for Three to five hundred rounds. I wrote up a couple of uh, practice sessions, which I've been following pretty, pretty, pretty much to a T. A couple, or more than a couple, three hundred round sessions, and then a bunch of five hundred round sessions as well. As well, it just depends on the day and the time and how much time I have and, and what's going on as to to which session I'll shoot. Some of them are quicker, all plate rack stuff. Some of them are more involved, stage work, which obviously takes more time. So it just kind of depends on the on the time schedule, I I think today I actually shot a little bit over 500, but uh, and you, I play it by ear too, and how I'm feeling and how the day's going. Again, it's as I mentioned, it's summertime here; it's getting starting to get really hot. and I try to shoot in the mornings, but sometimes I can't. Well, I got to work or teach a class, so I hit the afternoon, and uh, it's it's pretty steamy out. You guys know what Central Florida's like, and uh, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. You know, it's one thing to to train. Um, you know, train when you don't feel like training or training when the weather's bad. I, I appreciate that. I understand that. But, you know, if you're out working on a specific drill, working on parcels or, or working on whatever, and it just you're just not feeling it, you're getting tired, I'm not out there to waste ammo. I'm not shooting 500 rounds just to say I can shoot 500 rounds. You know, if I get out there and I schedule a five, and eight, matter of fact, I did that yesterday. I was scheduled for five and um, actually had a last-minute class pop up and had to get ready for that I was getting hot and I was getting tired and I was like, right, you know what, that's cool. We'll cut it off where we cut it off. One thing I have been doing is I, I scheduled in a lot of stronghand and weekend work. And if you've trained with me in the past, I, I don't I honestly don't advocate a ton of training on strong hand and weekend Because if you know if you're an average shooter that's that's going to live fire practice either zero or a limited amount. If you are getting into the range once a month or twice a month. I recommend practicing. In the past, I've recommended practicing what you're going to see in the match 90% of the time. You know, don't spend a lot of time working on things you're just not going to see that often, and you just don't see strong and weekend as much as you used to. And when you do, it's a you know six rounds here, eight rounds there, not a ton of not a ton of uh, points available. So I've I've often advocated. You know spend your time training on what you're gonna see the majority of the time. Well the world shoot I expect to see a lot of technical stuff. I expect to see strong hand weekend and unloaded gun and you know a lot of the weird weird stuff we don't do quite as much in USPSA, so I've been working it. And I'm starting to change my because my my strong hand weekend has gotten a lot better. Imagine that. Put some time in practicing and it's getting better. But uh in, on top of that, I think it's helped overall in trigger control and transitions. I'm normally working plate racks um, with with the strong end we weekend, and I've done some paper too, and I'm going to do some more paper as we get closer. But uh, you know, running plate racks is just efficient use of time, and uh, it's getting better. And I just I don't know I got, I just haven't really worked on it that much in the past. I've been already been fine at it. I just throw it, get it, you know throw the gun up there and and rock some fundamentals and get through that stage. But now that I've been throwing down quite a bit. Uh, I can see some definite improvement, and then shooting open. Obviously, you've got a, a lot to finding the dot, strong hand, and certainly finding the dot weak hand, which can be worked in dry fire 100%, which is why I advocate you don't need to live fire it so much. But uh, the fact that I've been live firing a lot, I'm feeling much much more confident. Uh, so that that's been cool. I've been shooting the Bianchi. Um, you guys know I love the Bianchi drill, so I've. Added or invented some new Bianchi drills. I've got strong hand Bianchi, weak hand Bianchi, reload Bianchi, and so the strong weekend has been cool. I shot a 47 strong hand today, and my one miss was the very last shot at 25. I was so mad. Some guy even came from another part of the range to check on me because there was a slurry of loud f bombs coming from the back bay, and they were checking to make sure somebody didn't shoot themselves or something. So that was frustrating. I've shot forty. I've shot a couple forty sevens before, but it's not been the, the last goddamn shot. Um, so I'll get it. I'm gonna get that some bitch. Weekend I've only made like, I think I had one forty five and then a lot of forty fours. So I've got some work to do there. But the transition obviously, from hand to hand takes takes some time, and that's putting you down a little bit. And then outside of that, I've been maintaining the workout. Uh tightening, trying to tighten up the diet a little bit this week. Start starting this week anyway, and uh, dropping a dropping a few pounds before France, be lighter, faster, stronger, is the uh, is a plan anyway. So that's all that's been going on here. Uh, we have the IPSC Nationals coming up next month, so that'll be cool. Probably not going to be a huge match, I don't think, because it is a world shoot year and it's not a qualifier and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Nonetheless, it'll be cool. Put some good stages together. It'll be good training for those of us going to the world shoot and those that want to check out what an IPSC match is like or test their skills against some of the best in the world. I haven't had a lot of pros sign up yet, but those bastards are always last-minute type of people like myself. So I'm sure sure that they will. And then it's pretty much it around here at Universal until the fall when we have our normal fall craziness going on, so I'll be – be back at you before that to pimp those things. So I'm gonna jump into some, few, uh, some shooting questions. I got three lined up for sure, and a couple more, seeing how we're doing on time. This one came in from a a C-class production shooter, I to know another guy He shoots out here locally. I'll read the question directly as he wrote it, and then we'll we'll talk about it. And it said, "How would you direct?" Excuse me. How would you direct a production shooter when it comes to stage planning? How should a C shooter determine focus level between round count, efficiency and movement, and choosing an easier location to take a shot, for example, even if it adds extra movement? Also, should I or we uh, allow for a miss in our planning for difficult shots or just Stuart Smalley the fuck up? Um, inside joke on that reference. You can Google it and figure it out, but big fan of Stuart Smalley. Uh, I would say you know the the thing on production obviously I'm not a big not a big production guy but the thing on production and even any division is to don't be afraid of number 1 loading or number 2 short loading and even in open and limited for example everybody has a tendency to want to start with their big stick and run it to 23 24 and then do their load so looking they're looking for a place around the around that mark where they're going to jam their load. Oftentimes, even shooting open, like I do, oftentimes it's worth it to shoot, you know, four, six, two, and and load to a stick. And nobody, or I shouldn't say nobody. I don't like loading to, to big sticks, but it's obviously a skill you got to have, and I certainly look at that in my stage planning. So I would say the same thing for production. Don't go out of your way to look for 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 that's probably better in in most circumstances you know if you've trained with me you know i have a, a list of general rules for stage planning and that would be one of them i mean shooting 10 is is generally better than shooting two and doing a reload but don't be afraid to look at that look at that option we had uh, actually a buddy of mine mike cowell shot a local guy shot on our squad at the at the sns 400 match we were just at and they had a plethora of three of thirty two round stages. So thirty-two rounds, you know, production's getting getting jacked on one target, really one bullet, but whatever. So you had you had to find a spot where he was going to short load. So at some point he had to jam an extra load in order to finish in order to finish the stage. So it kind of opens up your eyes and well, I, you know, with thirty two, I know I gotta do it somewhere. So where's the best place, the most advantageous place to do it? So I would say take a look at that in terms of round count and efficiency of movement. Um, easier location to take a shot. I'll get another one of my general rules. Uh, the older I get, the closer I want to get to targets before I shoot them. But obviously, you got to weigh in the time factor. So it's, you know, that we call, I, I build a lot of stages like that on purpose, and we call it should I stay or should I go? And, you know, making the decision of is a shooter going to move, take the time to move forward, get closer to that difficult, and then we try to put a tough shot in there, a zebra or headshot or, you know, or something difficult. And, um, or are you going to stay back, take the risk of the of the difficult shot and interest saving time? Hence, hence our game. Um, so again, general rule: like to get closer, but you got to weigh in the time and your ability and things like that. And then as far as loading, I mean, it's nice to allow for an extra shot. I know, again, not a big production guy. So back in the day, when I was working my round counts, I used to always attribute two rounds for a piece of steel. So I'm counting. When I'm counting my rounds of where I'm going to load and things like that, and you come to a piece of steel, I would count that as two. I don't do that anymore because I don't suck quite as bad as I used to. Uh, but something to think about. So yeah, I, I did build in extra shots back in the day when I was when I was working my stage plans. Uh, production, you got to be a little careful about that because you can't you can't plan for two on every piece of steel, or you're going to be having to carry a bag of mags around with you. Um, but yes, if something's extremely difficult. You know, 25 yard plate, 30 yard popper, uh, 12 yard headshot. You know, something that's obviously tough. It, it would certainly be nice to allow for an extra shot there, but it's not something that I can say you're always going to do. Because if it's in the 10 or 11 round position, you know it's probably not worth a standing load. So how you know how much are you going to push this? And then ideally, we strive to you know call our shots as best we can. And if you know you got if you know you're if you know you're off. Then you gotta got a decision to make. Am I gonna do a standing load or am I gonna uh just roll with it and maybe I edged her. So I hope that answers his questions. On to the next one, uh, this question question on shooting a long one day match. I'll read the question. I shot Area Six in one day format. I had a good breakfast and my performance was great in the morning around lunchtime. I felt my focus was not as sharp and I started making some, some mistakes. All I ate was a couple of granola bars at the match. I was feeling a bit hungry, lack of energy. I didn't eat lunch because if I eat lunch, I feel tired. Uh, but if I, uh, if I if I eat lunch, I feel tired. But if I skip lunch, I feel lack of energy. When you shoot a long day match, like 12 stages in a day, how do you stay focused on the day? Uh, good question. Uh, well, again, coming off the S&S S 400, we shot in one day, and that was 12 stages, 390-some rounds. Uh, the weather was pretty good there. So that's something I definitely take into account. You know, what the weather, what's the weather going to be like where you're shooting? If you're shooting in you know, uh, Utah or Vegas or Illinois or South Florida or Central Florida, you're going to have some different considerations to take into play. I would say there's there's two schools of thought here a friend, a good friend once told me once, play hungry, play hard. And I don't disagree, and I like that attitude. But also different strokes for different folks. And I've done it a lot of different ways. I've I've done it the play hungry, play hard way. I've done it the eating the lunch, big lunch way. I think now my best plan for me is eating uh, early and often. If you wait, you know they always say, which is true, if you, if you wait till you you feel really thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And if you wait till you're really hungry and it's become a thing, now you're thinking about it, now you're like, damn it, I'm hungry. That's distracting you. You're thinking about that. Well, if you eat something now, it's going to take a while for that to hit your system and for you to feel satiated and, and ready to rock. So, I, and I'm definitely not a big diet guy or a, a you know, pay attention to what I eat guy. I eat, I eat relatively clean, I think. I work out pretty hard and drink too much beer. So that kind of balances life out, but ideally, you know, if you, I think you need to bring a, a good mix, bring some protein, some carbs, some fats. The best case scenario is real food. If you could bring some, you know, meat, some sandwich meat, cheese, and and fruit or something, that's the ideal situation. You know, frankly, I don't do that, so I'm not going to BS you. But you know, I usually roll with power bars and beef jerky and some Gatorade. So kind of the same food groups, if you will, but processed and you know, not as good. But it's something you can grab at Walmart or the gas station when you're on the way to the match, um, and again, not that hard to hit Walmart and get the real food, but just not something I normally do. Uh, also, a big thing is lots and lots of water. I'm, you know, I, I'm definitely I definitely lack in that category on a day-to-day basis. And I work in Florida. I'm outside, on the range, every day, all day, and I don't drink nearly enough water. Uh, but it matches, I do kind of check myself force myself to drink a lot and bring some Gatorades. I don't, I'm not a big love the taste of water guy but um, I'll force some of that down bring some Gatorade and mix that with the water so it doesn't taste so shitty and, um, and the other thing I do is I'll drink a coke at lunch or, or in the afternoon or late afternoon if they have it available at the range I, as a you know, normal day to day I never drink soda I don't drink energy drinks so a coke gives me kind of a, a good sugar rush if you're feeling a little down and low on energy you get that sugar rush, and you're probably not going to crash before the end of the match. So, those are a, a couple of my tricks that I do. And I agree, you know, don't eat, don't go to the big barbecue station, carb-heavy, massive lunch, and three sweet teas, and all that kind of stuff. That's that's not gonna uh, not gonna do it for you. So, I hope that covers those questions. Uh, one uh, one more we'll get to. This is kind of an old one. I've found it back in the notes that I'd had not gotten to, but uh, decent question says, "Hey Shannon, could you touch on how you go about breaking down a stage, especially memory stages? People always say to count the targets, but if you count the same target twice, then you end up with the correct number of rounds, but you still got a target you're missing. Uh, and um, the other way around, you could easily shoot shoot one target too many times, and you know end up spending time shooting another target that wasn't part of his question. I just kind of threw that in there, but." Better shooting more than not enough, I guess. Uh, Good good question. A general stage breakdown, that's a much longer topic. I'll just kind of touch on it. I I look for the most efficient way to get around the block. And, you know, this is the age-old argument in shooting, and I've had the discussion with friends of mine that are are good shooters, and we've even shot at different ways, and it ends up being about the same time. I mean, generally speaking, everybody's got got to go to the same amount of places and shoot the same amount of targets. Generally speaking, every now and again, every now and again, you can blow a hole in a stage, but not very often. I mean, normally, everybody's got to shoot the same amount of stuff from the same amount of places. Uh, So I look for, you know, the most efficient way to get around. And you know what I tell folks is, if you get a warm and fuzzy, that's not an intangible. That's worth something. So if you're looking at it one way and it just kind of flows, and you just feel like, man, this looks good. I'm, I'm seeing stuff. I'm seeing stuff coming into into focus at the right place, and your buddies saying, "No, we gotta do it this way. You gotta do it this way." You know, don't don't give up on that on that feeling here. That's that's worth something. So if you're getting warm and fuzzy about doing it one way versus another, then do it the warm and fuzzy way. In terms of the targets, uh, memory stages, you know, nobody's a big fan of memory stages. I don't mind seeing them every now and again, but nobody loves them. But yeah, certainly count the targets, and I re- recommend that for every stage. And matter of fact, <laughs> at our local match local match this Sunday that I set up it's my match. I built the stages. I skipped a damn target in our house stage. And, you know, I counted to, yeah, I'm running the match. I'm doing 17 different things. But but nonetheless, when I did my, my walkthroughs, which I only did them when I was on deck, I kind of ran up there quick and did a couple walkthroughs. I never looked over at that target that I missed in my walkthroughs, nor did I count the targets as a part of my walkthrough. And... Hence, I missed a target. So yeah, I'd highly, highly, highly recommend when you're walking the stage to count the targets or count the rounds, whichever way works best in your head. And if that count does not match the walkthrough, don't just say, oh, I probably just added wrong. No, you probably missed a target. So, Go back and look again and make sure you're finding all the targets. Uh, after that, if, if it's still a stage that's making you feel... Fuzzy, and you don't think you're 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 getting the seeing the right targets from the right place. You know you can have a buddy walk around. I've done that. Um, have him go around, stand by a target in question, and then you go look at it from a couple of different angles and see if that's one that you're that you're seeing multiple times, or one that you're not seeing at all. For example, you can also go around. I've done that. You can't do this in IPSC, but in USPSA, you can go around, walk around the back of the stage, count the targets from back there. Because normally you don't have the walls and shit in the way, and then you can even stand by a target in question and look back towards the shooting area and see, you know, how many places you can see that from, and is this the one I'm seeing from there? No, I can't see that position from here, so it must be the one I'm seeing from over there, and that type of thing. Uh, so all those have worked for me, all those I've used in the past. So I hope that works for you. Give it a try. All right, it's going to wrap it up, guys. I appreciate y'all's time. Appreciate you listening hit me up with uh, questions. I got a few less few left, but starting to get a little light on questions so far away. And I will be back with you as soon as I can. Hope to see you on the range.